Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're going to one of Oregon's most popular state parks, but to a part of it that relatively few people visit, and that's the backcountry of Silver Falls. Yeah, Vicki, you know, I think most listeners are familiar with Silver Falls State Park, but just in case you're not, this is a place that is considered one of the crown jewels of Oregon's state park system. It's a, a veritable waterfall wonderland where you can hike to and even hike behind nearly a dozen waterfalls on some pretty moderately easy trails. There's a campground, there's a big day use area, there's like a cafe, some picnic spots, and really just about everything you'd want out of a state park. Silver Falls is pretty amazing. This was, uh, I went out to Silver Falls. It was like my first trip going to hike somewhere that like wasn't really the gorge, just another part of Oregon that wasn't the gorge uh, upon moving here over the summer of 2021. And um, of course, I went and did what many have to do on their first trip to Silver Falls, uh, hiking the Trail of Ten Falls. That's right. right. It was incredible. It was so good. I loved it. Um, That's the thing to do. You hike the Trail of Ten Falls. That's the thing. Exactly. What did what do you think of it? It was amazing. It was a little bit crowded by the time we got there, but that's to be expected. But the trail is um, a great day hiking area because it's about like seven miles um, and almost like right off the bat, the way that we went, you get to see the huge fall. I think it is it South Falls. Is that that's the main one? Yeah. From the main parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I loved that because you get to walk behind this incredible waterfall and it wasn't like too far from the parking lot too. So, um, my friend, Nicole, who is also a reporter at the Oregonian, uh, she and I went to Silver Falls and did the trail of 10 falls. And, um, the way that we went, the first waterfall you see is South Falls, which is the one that I think Silver Falls is kind of known for because Mm -hmm. it's this massive waterfall not too far from the parking lot and you can walk behind it, which is always so cool to me. (laughs) And that's that's the thing I think is a lot of people when they go to Silver Falls, that's where you go. You go to these waterfalls um, because obviously this is, you know, you have one of the most uh, gorgeous areas of waterfalls, one of the best concentrations of waterfalls 
in the Northwest, obviously that's where you're going to go. But there is a whole other side to Silver Falls State Park that relatively few people actually go and see. And I had never been to until just recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, when exactly did you go and see the backcountry? So this was in, in December, right? So uh, just right about the beginning of winter, um, maybe the end of fall, right around there in that, that transitionary season, it was kind of drizzly, kind of foggy, um, kind of those off and on clouds that you see. And my goal was to explore this enormous backcountry that I that you know I had never been to before. I, I didn't know a whole lot about it until um, a few years ago when some wildfires were threatening Silver Falls State Park. And everyone mm-hmm. thinks, oh my gosh, like these trails we love, um, all these campgrounds that they're they're under threat. But the fire actually only burned a very small amount of the backcountry. And I was like, the backcountry, how how big is that? How much of that is there? And as it turns out, there's a lot of it. So Silver Falls State Park is a, is about nine thousand acres in all, but there are some roughly thirty five miles of backcountry trails in that area outside of the Trail of Ten Falls. So this is they're just you know miles upon miles upon miles to go hiking, uh, mountain bike riding, um, horseback riding, um, whatever you want to do. There's all kinds of stuff to do there. And so for people who are not really familiar with this term backcountry, uh, what exactly is it? Yeah, it's kind of a, a funny term, right? I think we think of backcountry, we think of, um, you know, more rough or undeveloped areas, people go hiking off the beaten trail, right? Um, in Silver Falls, this word typically just refers to areas outside of that main developed area that people go to. So if you're used to going to the Trail of Ten Falls, the South Falls day use area, even the North Falls day use area, all these big spots, the backcountry is everything else. Um, all these trails that, you know, you're not going to find any waterfalls on these trails. You're going to find few, if any, really nice views. It's basically just miles upon miles of hiking through lush, dense forest, which is, a, 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 you know, a whole other kind of experience of going outside. Totally. Um, So because this is a little bit further removed from these more well-traveled trails, did you see a lot of other people when you were there? No. And again, this is a weekday. You know, I chose to do, um, well, so I did one overnighter. So two two days and one night. And I think it was, you know, like a Tuesday, Wednesday or something like that. Um, Because I had the luxury of doing that for for my job. I pick those days when I don't have to worry about, you know, trying to get reservations or seeing too many people. So I saw, um, no, I think my, my, so my first day of hiking, I got there and I did what's called the buck mountain loop, which is, um, a, a really nice loop hike that takes you through some of a big chunk of that back country. And it's about eight miles in all the loop. And I saw not a single person while I was hiking. I got a couple people at the trailhead when I ended um, but not a single soul for those eight miles. Um, it was just me in the trees basically. Wow. And it was a really cool experience. You know, I, I, it got me thinking about, um, what we're looking for when we go hiking. And a lot of times we're looking for these, you know, these waterfalls or these magnificent viewpoints or mountain views, these sorts of things. And they're very exciting, all of these different things. And our body, our nervous system gets very excited about them. It fills us with adrenaline. And that's a, a really big draw I think people have towards hiking. But doing this more relaxing way, my body, instead of getting excited, it got really just laid back, very chill. 
So as I was walking through these woods, it was more of a meditative experience. I was just sort of surrounded on all sides by just green, 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 green yeah. everywhere. And the quiet of the forest, um, you know, an occasional chirping of birds, an occasional rustling in the bushes, but mostly it was just me and my breath and my footsteps and the, the green. And that was mm. um, a wholly different experience than hiking up, you know, Angel's Rest in the Gorge or, you know, going up Mount Hood. Um, just so quiet and relaxing and meditative. And I loved it. It was it was a, mm. a different experience, but I thought I think it was really worthwhile to have. Ah, oh, that sounds <laughs> so, so nice. Oh, my gosh. Um, so you said that two days, one night. Was this a backpacking no. experience in the backcountry? No. Okay. And that's the cool thing about this. So, I mean, Solar Falls has its main campground, the state park campground. We find cabins, a bunch of campsites. It's a very large campground. But they also have this um, place that used to be known as the Silver Falls Conference Center. And um, they recently have revamped it into a place called Smith Creek Village. So they have all of these cabins. There's a lodge with some lodge rooms. There's some campsites as well. There's some larger cabins, um, all kinds of different places you can stay. Um, and it's run privately now on the state park land. And it's situated oh. right there in the backcountry. So wow. what you can do is you can leave from the main, you know, cabin or like the main parking area there at Smith Creek Village and go right onto the trails. Um, mm. Or you can drive a, sh drive a short way and get to the trails from other places. But it's situated so perfectly that I was like, I got to stay there. You know, I could, yeah. I think I've, I originally made a reservation at the main Silver Falls campground just because I'm so used to doing that. And then I saw Smith Creek Village and I was like, oh man, I got to try that out. I've got to yeah. check out this place that's right there in the backcountry. That's the perfect way to do it. Oh my gosh. And what did you think staying there? I really liked it. Um, you know, again, dead of winter, nobody there. <laughs> um, I stayed in what they have, um, what they call these sort of these tiny cabins. It's basically just okay. like a one room, like a studio cabin, if you will. Um, you know, there was a bed, there was um, a toilet, but not a shower. Um, and there was a sink and that was it. Um, you know, nowhere to cook, um, nowhere to, to shower, but they have those facilities, you know, shared and otherwise at the campground. Um, so I stayed there and there was this little village of probably, you know, eight or nine of these little tiny cabins. Um, but I was the only one staying in any of them. So oh I, it was just, I was just alone in this cabin in the woods. And I know for some people that's like a, a terrifying idea, <laughs> um, but it was so dark and so quiet and so peaceful that, uh -huh. I mean, I spent this whole day not seeing anyone. And, you know, I, I talked to a person to check into this cabin. I get into the cabin mm -hmm. and it got dark early and I was just there all night, you know, reading and listening to music and writing and editing pictures and stuff. But it was so yeah. quiet and peaceful again. It was like this nice little retreat into the woods, um, you know, but I knew the whole time I was so aware that I was so close to this area where there were people coming and going the trail of tin falls the you know all this busy campground so many people that were so close by but you know just a little farther away i had the whole place to myself and it was mm. really nice <laughs> oh my god so do the cabins have electricity yes yeah okay. it's got electricity it's got heating it's got plumbing um uh -huh. so it was very cozy very warm um i had no complaints about it i had a nice little deck outside where you could sit so, you know, I was able to make a little bit of, of tea and then coffee in the morning and just sit out there and look out at the trees and listening to the rustles of, you know, little nocturnal creatures in the bushes. Um, yeah. It was just really sweet and nice. 
Ugh. And so did you bring, I'm assuming that you, they have a bed there and like you bring your own bedding or your sleeping bag or what? Whatnot. They, they have their own bedding. They, they have bedding there for wow. you. Yeah. It's, it's a wow. step up. So I kind of, the, the, the state park cabins, when you stay in those, it is like, you know, a mat and you bring your own bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is more in line with sort of a hotel. So they have bedding for oh. you. Um, it was all set up. They had a little like, you know, um, one of those coffee pod you know, makers, if you're into that, um, which I use just for hot water um, mm -hmm. and made some tea that I brought. Um, so they had everything there for you. It was like staying in a hotel room, but just a hotel room that was in the middle of the woods. Yeah. This is like next level backcountry stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I had a really peaceful night in the next morning. Um, I wanted to check out their restaurant they have at the Smith Creek Village. So if you, they had, you know, kind of away from the cabins that are just a short drive away, they have their main little hub and there are some more, you know, larger cabins around that area and the lodge. And in the lodge, there is a little restaurant that is open to the public um, mm. year round. And on, I think on weekends this time of year, they do dinners, but they weren't doing dinner when I was there um, in the middle of the week, but they were doing breakfast, which they do every day. So I went down there first thing in the morning and um, had some breakfast down there and mm -hmm. it was lovely again the only have? person there you know i think i think another one or two people kind of sat down to another table at the very end but for the most part i was just in this little cafe you know by myself a waitress came and took my order and had just a really nice breakfast of like eggs and potatoes and toast and fruit and coffee um and uh, had just a lovely time oh my gosh <laughs> Wow, you got like this whole place to yourself. Yeah. And again, I'm just like blown away. It's like, this is not what I think of when I think of like backcountry. Mm -hmm. I think of like roughing it, covered in dirt, <laughs> and like, you know, one with nature in a way that's like very up close and personal with it. But this sounds like, you know, a little bit nicer of an experience. It's a little bit of both too, right? Because, you know, after I had that breakfast, I was like, well, let's get back onto the trail. I've got a whole other another day. I want to check out another one of these trails because there's 35 yeah. miles of trail. There's no way like I wanted originally maybe to be completionist about it, but there's no way I was going to explore all 35 miles in two days. That's mm -hmm. insane. So the Buck Mountain Loop gave me a nice little chunk sort of in the middle, but I wanted to do something that was a little bit quicker, a little easier to get an idea of like, what can folks who don't want to do a big hike, what can they do in this area? So I decided to leave from the conference center itself. So I left breakfast and just walked straight onto the trail, basically. Oh. Um, just right around the side of the building, crossed a little bridge, and the trail leads right back into the backcountry. I did this hike called the Howard Creek Loop. And this is a little bit shorter. So the, the Buck Mountain Loop is eight miles. This is about three miles. And it's okay. a short loop just leaving, like I said, from Smith Creek Village up alongside some creeks to the woods and right back down to where we started. And um, again, it was so lovely. Um, I, I did see some other people this time, walking their dogs, just a few people. Um, but again, it was mostly just in the quiet of the trees along these sort of trickling creeks, um, real muddy. Um, it's the winter, so it's kind of foggy and misty, but I saw some of the sunlight like cutting through the trees in the fog mm -hmm. and like these beautiful sunbeams little tiny mushrooms growing on like the moss covered stumps. Uh, everything was just like green and purple in that way that like these forests get this time of year. Um, <sighs> just so magical. And to be there in the silence of that was 
again, really, really cool. So you mentioned it was a bit misty, but you didn't have like total rainfall happening, did you? No, not that time. And I think this is the thing, you know, with such a dense forest like this, it's a perfect time to go, even if it is raining, because you have a pretty good, you know, tree cover there. So you have a rain jacket. I have my hat, um, you know, that protects you from the rain, but the trees are also going to protect you from the rain too. Um, I lucked out and didn't have any of that. I actually got some sunlight um, that that second morning, um, which is really beautiful. Uh, you know, and it wasn't too cold. It, you know, I think it was probably in like the 40s, the 50s. Um, yeah. So it was pretty nice. I didn't have to worry about bundling up too much either. Um, and that's the thing, you know, a lot of um, forested trails in, in Western Oregon, you're looking to go up into sort of the mountains for a lot of the stuff where you get a lot of snowfall and it doesn't mm-hmm. let you hike them year round. But Silver Falls is just low enough that you can hike it pretty much year round. A lot of times people don't go in the winter because the canyon and the Trail of Tin Falls gets really icy. And that's really dangerous. You don't want to go be, be going down these stone steps in the ice. Um, totally. But in this forest here, you don't have to worry about that as much. It's it's wet, it's damp, it's muddy. Um, but as long as it's not totally socked in with snow, it's something you can do year round. Yeah. And uh, it does not hurt that you have a nice, heated, dry little cabin to escape to <laughs> exactly. uh, afterwards. So that's exactly. a huge plus. And to have food, to have a cabin, to have just that little bit of taste of luxury makes it so you don't have to camp out there in the wet cold, you know? Yeah. Wow. So how much do those cabins go for a night? Yeah. Great question. Um, it, it varies, I think, by season. But typically, you're looking at about like $94 a night um, is what I paid. That's for mm-hmm. those like little, like those smaller ones. Um, you can get some of these bigger ones for up to, I mean, like if you have a whole family, you want to have like, you know, six, 10 beds or places that sleep 12, those will run you closer to like $500 a night. But still, if you're thinking about bringing like 12 people and it's 500 a night, that's pretty easily split among a couple of families or what have you. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more expensive than the state park cabins. Um, but again, you're getting bedding. Um, you've got this restaurant real close by. Um, you know, it, it's it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. I, I'd say, like you say, it's a step up from that typical state park cabin experience. So uh-huh. you're going to pay naturally a little bit money for that. Right. And so um, the small cabin that you are staying in, is it like big enough for two people? Can What's the bed situation like? Can you squeeze two people into a bed? Oh, yeah. I'd say two people is great. Um, so if you're like, if you're a couple or you have a friend who you don't mind sharing a bed with, it's a perfect spot. Um, you know, it's a nice queen bed. If, you know, I, I was able to starfish pretty comfortably in it by myself. (laughs) Um, you know, if you're, if you're trying to bring a family of four, I'd say that cabin or even with a child, that family might be a little too small. Mountain is a little bit bigger. Um, but, uh, for one or two people, I think it's a, a perfect, these little tiny cabins are really nice for that. Oh my gosh. This sounds so nice. <laughs> Just I am blown away by, yeah, that this is the backcountry, but with so many amenities. Exactly. And that's that's the thing. You know, it's really easy to look at a place like Silver Falls and to see all the things that are so popular about it that we know about already. But to find a different facet of a place that we already love so much, that was what was cool for me. And that's why, like, you know, when I go back to a place that I've already been to before, I want to see a different side of it. Um, yeah. I'm always looking for, for, for new, new, new facets of, of places and, you know, going in different seasons helps with that, but checking out these other trails, 
And again, they're not as spectacular as the Trail of Ten Falls, but nothing's as spectacular as the Trail of Ten Falls. So if you're willing to branch out and have a different kind of hiking experience where you're less maybe awestruck and you're more just relaxed, this is a really, really good opportunity to practice that and a place you can go any time of year as well. Exactly. And remind me, Jamie, how how new are these cabins in the setup here? They're they're not super new, but the, the they're older cabins, but they have been recently renovated. Um, and what the Smith Creek Village told me too is that they are in the process of renovating them further. So they're oh, looking wow. to um, expand amenities a little bit more. So um, you know, folks who maybe are want to plan a trip to go to Smith Creek Village later this year uh, or beyond, um, you, you might find it a little bit different even. Um, so I would definitely check out their website. Um, definitely check out, uh, if you're going to go into this, the, the backcountry trails and hike around there, definitely bring a map with you, um, or check out some hiking guides either on Oregon live or on, um, Oregon hikers. Um, make sure you, you've, you know where you're going because the trail network is, is backcountry. Um, it's yeah. easy to get lost back there. Um, and it's easy to get stuck back in some of these, these more remote trails, even though it is a bustling state park. Totally. Well, this sounds like a great excuse to continue to get outdoors, even in these rainier times and uh, not in the summertime. You have you have some options, uh, a nice warm cabin after your rainy hike. That's right. That's right. Vicki, you, you thinking about checking it out? I'm totally thinking about checking it out. I got to find <laughs> out if it's dog friendly. Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know off the top of my head. This is this is something that as a non-dog owner, I just don't think about as often. Um, yeah. But I, I, I feel like, you know, just looking at, at the website right now, some of them uh, are no pets and some of them are pet friendly. So that makes it sense. just is going to depend on which one you go to. Okay. Well, <laughs> if I can bring Stella, that, that, even, <laughs> that makes the case even better. So That's right. I'm very, very tempted. And especially since I've only, I've only done the Trail of Ten Falls and I've only been there once. So I think I need to make my way back. All right. Well, Vicki, we'll definitely report back when you do. Absolutely. But folks, I think that's going to wrap things up for today. So until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale, Andrew Thien, and Elena Neal-Sachs. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.